This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we have a question today that I've heard a lot of times from both kids and adults. Michael, are you ready for this question? Yep. All right. Why does God do things that he tells us not to do? It seems like God does things, and then he says, I'm going to do this, but no, 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 you can't do this. <laughs> so many stories I want to tell. <laughs> but let's dismantle a couple yes. like of these propensities that we have to wrong views of God, yeah. propensities to view God wrong. God can't tell me to do something. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> okay. Oh, really? So God I, is, I, I like God is my peer. Yeah. God is my peer. God is not my peer. Yeah. <laughs> God is my buddy. Right. Like, hey, man, if you're doing it, I can do it too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like that is not the way the universe works. But when people get upset with God, right, they get upset with him as if he's another dude in the room. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you can't do that to somebody. Yeah. Well, that's the next step is I tell God what to do. Correct. Now, God is on trial. Yeah. Right? So I am his uh, superior and he, he is my inferior. Mm -hmm. Prove yourself to me, God. You right. want my worship and adoration? <laughs> then you prove yourself you prove that yourself. you're worthy. <laughs> And God's like, I remember when I made your chin mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and right. your second one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just so like backwards. Okay. So um, maybe here's a better way that we need to like process the question. Like, maybe we should process it more as a boss mm -hmm. or a parent. Yeah. So uh, moms and dads, I might give an illustration here. If your kids are um, in the room, press pause for for a moment, but before that, I'll give a boss illustration. Okay? Yeah. So the boss illustration, uh, the boss comes in and uh, says, um, why did you take this person out and bill the company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, what do you mean? Uh, you do that. Yeah. Well, I have a budget for it. Right. And, and that is part to. of my job that's my to job. do that. Yeah. You don't. Well, that's not fair. Well, you're fired. Yeah. And that's easily what the boss could say. Correct. And the whole point is relationships of, of authority are not about fairness. It's That's never right. fair. No. And uh, fairness isn't even a relevant thing in an office. So for mm -hmm. example, if I own a company and I want to give somebody a $5,000 bonus and somebody else's $0 bonus, I'm authorized to do As that. As the boss, you can do that. And I'm not required to be fair. Yep. And uh, I can also require them, you're not allowed to tell anybody what you make or what you get. Mm -hmm. And should you do that, you're fired. Yep. I can do that. Why? Because I'm the boss. I right. can set the rules. I can do these kind of things. And that's what it's like when you're the boss. You have permission to restrict other people and to not let them do that. So here's, here's an analogy um, for adults. The sexual relationship. Yes. My kids grew up in my home. They are not allowed to participate sexually with anybody. Okay? Yes. But yeah. dad, you and mom are. Mm-hmm. Different rules. It's a different rule because of a different situation. Absolutely. And um, they're not allowed to have our credit card. They're not allowed, you know, there's that's a whole right. bunch of things they're just not allowed to yeah. do. And that's fine. That's actually appropriate. So we play by these rules all the time. We naturally understand that, especially when it comes to driving. I don't let my, you know, I don't have a 10-year-old, but I didn't let my 10-year-old drive. It's not fair. It's not fair, but <laughs> we understand. Well, of course it's yeah. not fair. They're not mature enough to handle that. Right. The same thing with with other illustrations that would use maybe as drinking. No, we don't let our eight and nine-year-old drink, but we would possibly let our 
2021, 20, 22, 20, 30 year old, <laughs> you know, 30 year old. I want to be 20 in your house. <laughs> no, no, no. I said 22. Oh, yeah, 22. 21, 22, oh, 23. Oh, the story yeah, changes. There is responsibility with maturity that they can handle this yep. kind of responsibility now. Totally. Then there's a whole nother category of responsibility, okay? So, um, for example, let's say you, you're in the office, okay? And uh, your job, Tim, is you are the CFO. One of the guys in IT come to you and they're like, but I want to do the books. Mm. And you're like, well, that's not your not job, your job. And you're not allowed to touch that. So one of the rules is you're not allowed to touch the books. Mm -hmm. But you touch the books because that's my, my, responsibility. And my responsibility. I have a job description. Okay, so let's talk about God's job description. God's job description is to create life, to determine the allotment of milliseconds that sure. life is allowed to exist, mm -hmm. right? And then to to cease that life in the moment that he has decided that it should cease. Right. That is his prerogative in his job description, his responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like birth is not an accident. For a soul to be created, it requires divine intervention, okay? And also for um, death to happen, it, God didn't just wind it up, walk away. No. God is sovereign over the day number of our days. Now, that's correct. That's what scripture tells us. That's a whole number of other ethical quandaries that people are going to get lost in. We'll submit a question. That's fine. But my point in saying this is that we take this whole social justice, everything has to be fair, everything has to be equal, and then we apply it to God, and we just miss the point. And the point is that God is a job description and an authority that are very separate from ours. That's right. And he is free to tell us to do or not do anything he wants, and he is allowed to do anything he wants, even if it contradicts what he tells us not to do, on one condition. One condition. Okay. It can't be sin. Yeah. Yes. But here's the catch. If God wants to do it, it's automatically good. It is good. So there's literally no impulse in God to do anything that isn't already perfectly righteous. Yes. So like if I can watch God for a 24-hour period, um, it does not matter what he allows, ordains, or permits, or does or doesn't do. It's all perfect and righteous. And uh, and so there, there would actually never be a time when God does something evil. So we talked right. yesterday about the Midianites and mm -hmm. the— uh, the warriors were killed and their wives. And um, and the moment God decided that, it became righteous. Yes. And uh, and if you looked at his motives, um, mm -hmm. you it would see pure. pure, righteous, good, awesome motives. But I think, I think, I think, um, I know that when we get upset with God, it's because we're not viewing him, his authority, and his jurisdiction and responsibility right accurately. Mm -hmm. And if we see him do something that we declare as evil, then the problem is not with God doing something evil. It is it is with our understanding, understanding our interpretation of what he's done. Of what he's done or a wrong definition of what is good yes. and evil. When people have asked me a, a variation of this question, I usually will poke a little bit and say, so what do you think that you would want to do that God says no and that he does? Okay, tell me, tell me that. What does he kill people? Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and I I then will spin it and say, well, let me answer ask you this question. God's great plan. We talked about this a yeah. few episodes ago. Is redemption? Yeah, he did something that you and I couldn't do and wouldn't do, even if it was handed to us. Here, I want, and this is this is the case with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I want you, Michael Fueling, to die for the sins of the world, mm. to be rejected by the Father mm. as you take on the sins of the world to redeem the world. Mm. Would you do that? 
in the book of Romans tells us that it is possible that one person could die for a righteous man. We see cases of that where someone will sacrificially give themselves up for someone else, but for their enemy, no. Hmm. And that's what the great message of the gospel is all about. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Preach. Okay, well, let's talk about the things that God does that you would never do. Mm. You know, like redeem you and redeem yep. the world that hated him and rejected him. You know, John John 1, he came to his own and his own received him not. Mm. Would we do that? No, we wouldn't. Yep. So with that responsibility and with that position where he would do things that we would never Never think of doing for us. Who are we to wag our finger at him and say, I want to do what you do? Whenever somebody challenges God, um, Job, Job 38, Mm. 39, uh, God just is like, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where were you? Where were you? Like, do you even know? (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's actually funny because uh, Job 38, 39, 40, and uh, Romans 9 when uh, Paul poses the hypothetical question of uh, basically, uh, if God has chosen us, then it's not fair. Yeah. Right. And then God's response in that is like, who are you, who oh are man? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> who are you to tell me? Like, and where were you when I created you? Yeah. So uh, this Sunday, I in my sermon, I shared that my son said to me, you don't know me. He's five. <laughs> so this morning, we had we had another conversation. And um, this morning, he, I don't know what was wrong with him. Something wasn't right. He says the following to me, you don't know my life. <laughs> the one I love that I heard my kids, <sighs> you don't know what it's like to be my age. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> really? You don't think I was ever your age? My, well, my, resp- my, my response was intense. And I was like, I, and I said the same thing I said to him earlier in the week when he said this. I, I was like, I, I said, I know you better than you know you. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at my other daughters and I said, do I know X better than X knows him? And they both said, yep, pretty much. Yep. You know? <laughs> and he's like, nah. And, uh, you know, the big, I mean, there's a point telling the story, which I don't totally remember, but it was valuable. And, yes. and uh, so the listener can put it together. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. But the point, I mean, yeah. I mean, Kids will say those kind of things. I did and, have and, a value in that one. It was just, I don't know what the value was anymore. Well, I think you made a point. Will you forgave me? All right, good. Yeah. Hey, you, you made know, a difference. Do you anyway. know what the question for tomorrow is? Not I'm, tomorrow. What day is today, by the way? Monday. So the question for Wednesday. Yes. Can you tell it's actually not Monday when we're recording this? Yes. All right. Yeah, we so, got to think about yeah, that. Especially since it was released at 1230 a.m. We didn't show up <laughs> in the studio at 1230 in the morning and start recording this. The question would be, could a Christian go to hell? If so, how? Ooh. Please come back next time. Ooh.